0: Good evening, everybody. It was a beautiful day today. Did you get some sun or at least a glimpse I, of the sun?
1: I'm, I've either got <laughs> high blood pressure or, yes, I got a little sun today. <laughs> it's a toss-up. It could be either or. It could That's be right. <laughs> it My lisinopril not kicked in yet. Yeah.
0: No, it was beautiful. I was like, kids, go outside. So, um, Thanks for coming tonight. Um, tonight, we have a discussion, as usual, of three different topics. Tonight's topic is um, on greater again. Because we can't get enough of it. But there are some key points that we didn't get to make last week that we want to make sure to cover this week. So, without further ado, Ben.
1: So, I had a list and have a list that I just, I, I want to get you guys' opinion and uh, your, your opinion out there. If you've seen the movie, so this is Brandon Burrowsworth's life story uh, and they called it Greater. This movie took eight years to produce to get to the point that it could go to the uh, movie house's. And, uh, of course, it happened in the span of 94 to 99. Um, It was in 94 that he graduated high school and went as a walk-on to the University of Arkansas. As I was watching the movie and it said 1994, I immediately flashed back to the Arkansas Razorback basketball program that won the national championship that year. Uh, that, that day will go down in infamy. I, I have an opinion, and anybody that knows me knows, that Jesus Christ is the most important thing about me. If there's anything good to be said, it's because of him. With that said, I am quite a sports fan, and I believe that every sports fan should have at least one time that their team wins it all whether that is a church league softball situation or, you know, Alabama football or Nebraska football, it's there's just and and again, those feelings shouldn't be on any level compared to your marriage and your kids and your uh, you know, your salvation. It's just a really good experience. With all that said, um Brandon came to the football program when they were at one of their lowest spots. And so he was such a raw talent that he could not even get a scholarship on a team that was as bad as they were, you know. So that little little uh, what would the word be? Backstory. So uh, when you when you watch the movie, and if you haven't, I encourage you to do that. When you watch the movie, some the the things for me, and and it was interesting. I was talking to Emma, Todd, and uh, Emma said that uh, Melissa said. That is, Are we just watching this because it's about the Razorbacks? Is that the only reason we're watching this? <laughs> and Emma said halfway through the movie, they all realized, no. It, I kind of thought it might be because right, I right. didn't envision you reliving all football games. I get that. You, I get that. you bet. Uh, so there's a clear gospel message, but that's my opinion. I want to hear from you guys. In, in the word clear can be argued there's never a point where a preacher says you have to you know, right. do this and this. But what for me, what is clear is, is that Jesus Christ is the most important thing in Brandon's life, and his relationship is what gets him through the tough times in his life. Because he, he was called fat blank a lot, a lot. He, he, he was ridiculed by his roommates a lot, so on and so forth. But the two things that never, ever changed was his faith in Christ and his mama. I mean, that that was solid. And she was the one that basically mentored him in his faith uh, in Christ. What did you guys think about the book reference to the Pilgrim's Progress?
0: I didn't... Un- well, I've never read the book. So right. I was thinking, oh and my goodness, I have never... <laughs> you
2: read the book? I have not either. And so I, I didn't... I mean, I, I'm sure that it was important. Well,
1: yeah, oh, no doubt. So, so Pilgrim's Progress... Uh, among uh, if you will a large sect of christianity is considered the best work of liter- how would you say that literary work uh, on how to become a christian and, and christianity in general it's an allegory so what you're
0: saying is at this phase of the game we probably should have come across that you should that
1: by read now. the book but <laughs> but but he 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 was able to use that book to help him uh in his is it Pilgrim? Pilgrim is the main character, yes. correct? Yeah, and his name changes, doesn't it? Yep. Because it's a complete allegory, and 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 y- you've got Pilgrim, you've got Faithful, and you've got you know all these names. And and uh, John Bunyan was the the author, and he uses all these things. And the whole point is is that you see that book throughout the movie. Yeah, th- th- they, they reference. I mean, there's no there is no question that it is an integral part of of his of his yeah, life. Yeah. to some level. Okay, well, let's just move down my list here. Um, I really enjoyed, and, and the, they refer to him as the farmer. I feel like he's a representation of the devil. But my enjoyment of that is, is that the lost world can look and say, well, this isn't one of those all sunshine and roses Christian films. This brother is grappling with God let me down. At one point, Brother Marty says to Brandon, if you're not a righteous man, Brandon, no one is. And he's asking Brandon to pray for their father Mm -hmm. to be healed, and and he wasn't. And so Marty's already struggling with the fact that God let his dad die. And now, right before Brandon signs a possibly a million-dollar contract, with the Colts to be an NFL player, he dies in a car accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, folks, you know, all of us have had tough days, but but that but that's a tough one. You know, I I can't imagine.
3: Comments. I didn't see it, so I'm sure you're fine. Yeah, I didn't. I did not see the movie.
0: Somebody did just text in that they saw it on Sunday and they just loved it, which did make <laughs> me think that if you bought the movie, which we did, like share it with people. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah. It's pretty easy to say, hey, have you seen this movie? You yeah. can watch this movie with your kids. You ba- like, there's very few movies that you can do that So
2: anymore. one of the questions that we had was, Could do you do you think that the farmer was an actual character? Was he visible by other? And if you've seen the movie and you can't answer that question, you need to go back and watch it again. Right. Because there is a definite answer to that question as far as, yeah. And I think well, so, so what do you think? I, I, I don't. I think that it's an internal struggle, and I, I do I not. The same thing. I don't think that anybody right. else in the movie can see A- him.
1: A- and that was my first mm. thought, and, and I still stick with that. But the fourth time I saw it, because, now I, I know what's going yeah. on. So I am, I am parsing every look and every glance. And Marty, see, are not Marty. Uh, Brian, the young, that has the star. football guy right. Football star. I mean, he's engaged. So, and whether he knows that the farmer is actually there or not, he knows
2: something's going and on. That's that's one of the coolest. And I, you know, you know, I am no Hollywood producer <laughs> when it comes to our filmmaking here at sure. church. Sure, <laughs> but I have learned an uh, an astronomical amount about producing video. And if you watch and if you watch it with that eye. They that producer positioned that young man in a way that gives the, th- makes that question happen in our minds. Right? Can he? Is he? Does he know that he's yeah, there? Yeah. Is he so seeing him? W- it was set up. You know, it, it was intentional for it oh, to be the no. question. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody so,
0: posed a good question. You know, um, how you have like the devil on one shoulder and God on you know the angel, our guardian angel on. The right. And they said, "Is Brian the football player um, like See, on Marty's shoulder, pulling him away from the devil?"
2: But he didn't do it. He wasn't giving any depth, you know. There was no, it, I mean, when you look at the farmer, if that's what we're going to call him, from that perspective, I mean, he was really, he was really causing deep intellectual thought. Oh in, my goodness! You know, well, what you know, the, what pitilous, happens? And, yeah, pitiless universe. God let you down. Yeah. Now he's breaking his own rules. Right, that's, you know, <laughs> that I mean, was that's powerful. My, yeah, that's my favorite. That one. was powerful. <laughs> breaking his own rules. Breaking his own rules. So, but uh, Brian really never comes off with anything. Uber spiritual. Th- that know, would lead you to think that he's in on the
1: conversation. Exactly. Right. So,
2: I mean, every time it's you know, don't you think it's time to go, Marty? You think yeah. we've gotta go up? There's, yeah. there's just not anything there to say that there's that, that, yeah, you know, universal. Right.
0: But uh, my kids did not get that part with the farmer at all. It didn't. They sure. couldn't yeah. possibly understand. But that is very much how I believe Satan attacks us with doubt, yeah. with questions, with why. Um, Just questioning God, his sovereignty, his plan and purpose in our life. Like, that's exactly how we're all attacked with things that happen to us every day.
1: So, the death scene with mom and the troopers and Marty. And you guys are intimately aware of those types of scenes. Uh, I felt like it was well done. Mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like it was overdone. I'm not sure that you can overdo that unless you just get into bad taste. But again, I felt like that someone that is not a homer in the Christian area, that they could be touched by that and think, yeah, it doesn't matter Christian or not if your son dies suddenly like that you're going to react something along those lines.
2: You know, and, and having a, a little different perspective from the outside and watching it with some folks who were not Christians, you know, that, that just, I, I was exposed to that. I don't think that that there was an overt, uh, I don't think that they were looking at it and going, wow, this is a Christian, you know, this is a yeah. Christian movie. Like you would say about Fireproof, the Kendrick brother, any of the Kendrick Brothers yeah. movies. You know, yeah, yeah, it's overtly Christian. De- definitely a, a Christian produced and written movie. Th- this obviously was not, um uh, advertised in that no. manner but it, there there's no doubt that there were that it was so i i, f- I think it's in between christian
1: overtones and overtly christian right. somewhere in between yeah. there <laughs> uh okay so let me say this then uh right after that then you go to back to the funeral and, and you know I, I told one person about the movie that brandon Burlsworth dies and they're like spoiler alert spoiler alert i was like the movie starts, starts with there, his yeah. funeral. Right. You know, so it's yeah. not spoiling nothing. With right.
2: that said, hey, um, hey it's about, about Brandon Burlesworth. What happened to him? Oh, oh, he died in 99. In 99? In 99? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't think
1: that's right. going to be a big shocker right. twist in the movie, but but the f- what I loved in with this particular death scene thought is is that you see her fall apart when she hears and then at the funeral She's solid as a rock.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. she's yeah. dealt
1: with it. She's yeah. she's met with her God. Yeah, she you know she's together. She's re- now the brother's still, he's still falling apart. And again, Which, justly so. Again,
2: if you look at the that that uh, that paradox between those you know the the um, what what is the word that I'm looking for? The, not faith but uh, peace. Yeah, that, you know that passes and all understanding, and right. I, she I, had I, it. I go to that point, that, he did didn't. not, and so. But but we, we are even Christians. You know we're we are human, <laughs> and, right. and we're going to lose it. And I can't imagine anyone who is a parent getting the news that their, you know that that their child has been you know taken Kill from them. And they're not gonna they're not gonna break down. I just I I, I can't see that. Well
0: to I me I everybody grieves in different ways. Sure. And they work through the sure. stages at different times. Yeah. So I kinda thought, Well, that's okay. They yeah. just worked through it in a right. different way. Someone texted in a question, any extra insight and I was wondering this as well, as to why the farmer or well that's yeah. what it said if why you google he, it under
1: cast it says farmer
0: why was he whittling a picture of marty into the wood like okay. what do you think that was about so
2: he said it he said you I, almost I, got I, me don't uh, you y- 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 are, are you, is that supposed to be so, me is that supposed to be me and he yeah. said yep. yeah i almost got you i'll, I'll have yeah i'll, I'll, have, you I'll soon, have you sooner or later i'll have you sooner or later and, and so marty I, says i hope you do yeah and I think that that was that was it. Is when you take all those little pieces and add them together. and that, that's I think that you said it best, Tara. That that's how that's how the devil does work on us. It's just a little bit at a time. Well, yeah, oh. it's, a, it's a long process. It's a lot of, of little doubt, so, You know, all of those things. Yeah. Adrian
1: Rogers said one time, you know, you, we hear this all the time and, and we love it that God has a thousand ways to make a way for you. The devil does too. Mm-hmm. The devil and he will take his uh because
2: he, he's got it. yeah he's, he's, he's got out. it
1: that's exactly right um you know if you see a chain with six feet in diameter around you you think i oh, ain't no big deal i can walk over it any time but the devil just keeps making those loops mm-hmm. keeps making those loops and then sooner or later whoosh, and, and then before you know it, like, oh my goodness uh the we trust part was masterful i loved that uh where he turns around and finally sees from a higher perspective that all those flowers on the field said something.
2: And and we trust. We you, brought, you, you brought you brought that up. Yeah. And then we watched the movie on Friday after the Wednesday that we talked about it. And I kinda glossed over that. I'll be honest. I mean I heard it and I was like, oh that that was good. That was nice. I like right. that. But it wasn't like pivotal. But it really wa- it really is when you go back and watch it how how important it is to bring those points out, especially in sports. You know, and and for those of us that are in Youth sports to be able to use things like that to be able to open those doors and plant seeds and and to and I'm, we're going to talk about that more on our next topic. But just being able to um, sh- show with action, you know, I, I don't have to necessarily at a baseball practice share the gospel without having planting small seeds and allowing those seeds to to be watered and and, and uh, uh, gardened by others and and. It's, it, it, it's important. It's important that we do that. So it was Well, a good
0: because as soon as, like I told you, the when the movie was over, my son had just like a come-to-Jesus meeting, and um, that was one of his questions was, why did he die, Mom? Why did he have to die? And I was like, buddy, that's just the whole point is bad things happen to good people. Yeah. Bad things happen to bad people. Good things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. It's just how it is, and you can't see it from God's perspective. So that was um, a really easy point to make from the movie, which is, they were watching it all from up here. God's watching it from up here. We're watching it from down here.
1: So, so let me throw this in, and then we'll end with uh, one thing here I've gotten because I'm sure we're out of time. A, a statement was said at a funeral in, in the recent past, and I'd rather not connect the dots, because the, the preacher really did an excellent job, and, and I know what he was trying to say. But he said, no one can tell you why death happens. And anyone that does tell you is lying to you. Well, Sorry, you just got to open that Bible right yeah, there, yeah. and it tells you yeah. why. By one man, sin entered into the world, and death came upon all men because one have sinned. We have death here because of sin. Death is not God's fault. Death is not even God's idea. Death is separation from God. Death is a and
2: consequence of sin. Death
1: is a consequence of sin. That's yeah. it. And and physical death becomes yours and my only
2: escape from
1: this sin-stricken
2: world. So it's extremely well, and the, important. And the intent, I mean, when you look at it from that, the intent and purpose in, in Genesis was for, for us to live with forever. Forever. To, to, forever to, not, experience yeah, death, to not experience death. Spiritual or physical. Death. So if, if there was not sin, there would not be death. So right. it is it is a consequence. So I
1: love the whole part where I think it was twice in the movie where he said, "Mama, you said I wasn't fat," <laughs> and and what I did know. she say every time? "You're not, son. You're yeah. just a big old boy."
0: <laughs> Mamas lie like that. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> and so, what did you th-
1: what did you think about the horse manure story?
2: That I that was funny.
1: I, I love that. And so, if you didn't get to watch the movie, uh, there's a pivotal point where the the coach cusses at Brandon. And he realizes that he's, you know, overreached his bounds. And as he sends them all to the shower, and he calls Brandon, and he walks up to him. He says, Brandon, you realize I'm just doing my job, right? And Brandon's like, yeah, coach, but all I was trying to do is what you've told me to do. I, I know, I know. And he says, Brandon, h- hear me. And this is when he was still a walk-on doesn't have a scholarship yet. And he's way overweight, way overweight. And he said, um, Brandon, I want to tell you a story. Wait, wait, wait.
2: You're not going to say it, are you?
1: I am. Uh, they've had two weeks to watch this movie. Oh, I'm not going
2: to uh, say the word. Well <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, Somebody watched it.
1: He
0: he, had his see, you'd only
2: get that if you watched the movie.
0: I'm pretty sure Brad had the bleep button. <laughs> <laughs> the it was, was going to be so, fine.
1: He's, he, says, uh, he says, Brandon, there's these two brothers, and they walk up to this pile of, and the one brother jumps in and just starts digging for everything he's worth. And he says, are you with me so far? And Brandon goes, yeah, coach, uh, two brothers. They find a pile of manure, and uh, one starts digging, and the coach goes, right, manure. <laughs> and then he says, uh, so he, he digs, and finally the other brother says, what are you doing? And the other brother says, well, there's so much of this stuff, I figured there had to be a horse under here somewhere. And, and he tells Brandon, he says, Brandon, I don't know, but there may be a horse underneath all this fat. but I, Or it might be a lineman, you know, but I won't know till you get it off. And so in that length of time, between then and the end of the school year, Brandon got down to the weight he needed, and then put muscle on, and he got a scholarship. And so, uh, just great stuff. If you haven't watched the movie, I encourage you to do so, and I'm telling you, it is an excellent soul-winning opportunity with your friends, neighbors, relatives, whatever the case w- may
2: be. What did, just find yeah. what did you think about the fact that he never, they never pointed out that he shared the gospel, or uh, was necessarily judgmental yeah. with his friends right and he, he was
0: never he, big and like loud and no fanfare no, about his faith no. he just exactly. was pretty
2: quiet he, he lived he he lived by example you would call it
1: lifestyle evangelism that's right lifestyle yeah. evangelism but what i loved in the movie is is that they had bible studies at this coach's right, house
2: right and and, and he, he did invite them he, to oh the bible my study. goodness you because bet. they saw what was working for him and they saw the 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 Blessing, if you want to call you know, outside of calling it anything else, that he right. had on in his life, right? And and they wanted that. And so so
0: uh, let's take that away. If you're not the big um, afraid to share the gospel, if you're not the big, you evangelist. know, uh, you're a pretty introverted, quiet kind of person, invite. There's yeah. invite. there's ways Tell to others, share the gospel. Just come. You
1: better believe it. Just
0: come. Uh,
1: there's a story along those lines. Uh, massive church in California. John Maxwell leadership guru of Christianity, he uh, led an evangelism program. And he said there was one guy that attended the class that he thought, well, this will never work because this guy doesn't talk. you got to talk to win people to the Lord. And so he thought this is going to be interesting. So he taught these people how to witness. And there was one guy that this fellow had on his heart, and he rode one-hour commute back and forth to work. And this guy wrote everything down that John taught him in the evangelism conference, or, you know, class. So after he got all this stuff written down, he got in the car one day, he handed the notebook to the man, and he said, read that, get saved. <laughs> That's what he <laughs> said.
0: At the Strumper. end
1: of the commute, he looked over, and the guy had a tear coming down his face. And he, he looked at him and says, I'm impressed. <laughs> and, and he's like, well, what do you think? And, and the guy led him to the Lord right there. And so, you know, even if you're an introvert, you can share the gospel.
0: All right. We're going to take a break there, have a few announcements. We kind of have a lot going on for the we middle do. of the winter. Um, so coming up this week, uh, tomorrow night is men's night at the gun shack been driving through town, and it says, oh welcome, yeah. Bethel Church. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should do a women's night at the gun shack. I'm not sure. I have There might be a reason it's it. only he- for the men. I'm not, I'm not sure. The hinge right. shack. Hmm. Are
2: you Are going to go shooting? I don't know. There's going to have to be somebody to head that up. I was about to say,
0: me and a weapon, yeah. probably not a good idea. But I'm excited for you guys. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Coming up, too, on the, tw- is it Saturday the 28th, is the Grand Prix race. So, yeah, not, th- not, this not this Saturday, Saturday but, next. but the next Saturday. So if you don't have a child in Iwana, you can come anyway. one. I'm sure, going to be children there that don't have a parent. Find that kid, cheer that kid on, and it's fun. There's lunch provided. It is at Friendship Gym. It starts at 11, um, and it's just a good time. Also, that all inside, nice and warm.
2: Is the winter jam which is that afternoon evening. Right. That is a busy day. Yeah. It is a busy busy day.
0: And I really want to go to Winter Jam this year and I cannot. But that is if you have um I'd say a teenager, teenage-ish oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. or if you're just a fun person, it's a good time.
2: If you like really loud music.
0: Yeah. Screaming people. It's a good time. It's for you um also mystery dinner theater so i'm excited this is the first year that we can actually come to this event cool um, you're gonna love it no i totally am doing 40s hair (laughs) victory roll (laughs) remember those no nope well yeah I'm gonna I'm, do it. I'm looking forward um, to it. So you can—it's a dinner theater. You can come as a couple. You can come by yourself. If you're not a couple, yeah. see Mandy uh, sign up and um, make your reservation for that. It is a 1940s theme. You can, so dress, you can dress up if up, you like. And I'm telling or you, not. listen,
2: from from somebody who was who came last year and somebody who was an actor last year, the people who dressed up w- were more. F- I think it was more fun to see the people that took the time and energy to dress up. It was amazing, so and probably one of my top, probably one of my top fives is like three rows back. She's, <laughs> she's here tonight. She's not paying any attention to me whatsoever, but she did fantastic. And is it was good. Is there a prize? Is and there? Is there something? Are some are yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Is Mandy in here? No, Mandy's not in here. No, so I, Brad uh, is. I,
1: We'll um, have to have
0: Mandy for an infomercial coming yeah. up, a,
2: but no, I, yeah, absolutely.
1: But it, yeah. it
0: should be fun. It sounds fun. I um, like I said, this is the first year I can attend, but everybody I have talked to said it's really it's a, a good a time. Blast so is a blast. Make plans for that. Um, and now, if you're new or if you're not, this is the part where we do our. I'm just saying.
1: This so. is our lame attempt at humor. Oh boy. And and so uh my I'm just saying has to do with the Valentine's Banquet. I'm just saying if this year's Valentine's Banquet is even close to last year, we may lose Mandy to Broadway. I tell <laughs> oh you, that man, woman that can good, put huh? on a show. I'm <laughs> telling you. Now, Gavin sold it last year. For for
2: sure. Gav-
0: what, what was Gavin? I just he
1: okay, so was it was like g- a
2: gangster guy. Yeah. And he had this little What was his name? I don't remember. But but he Bruno had a or he, something. It, he, Gringo.
0: It was that memorable. Franco. Franco. Franco.
2: Let <laughs> he talk like this. Yeah. And How and he, you doing? And he did. Oh and gosh. so he was like he he reminded me of the what was the talking baby that smoked the cigar? <laughs> the boss. Yeah. Oh. The he, boss. He was he was he, oh was so funny. He had a fedora. On. Oh. It was good. It, it was great. It was great. It was so f- him and Brad. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> it's I can't. I can't tell you how much fun this year is going to be. All
0: right. Well, I'm already sold. We're coming. So. Good. Do you have an option uh, to say? No. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm like just saying, I'm already ready for winter, or for winter to be over completely. Are you? And I already know that it's going to be like March. We'll have that one day where it's like 70 oh. degrees. And I'm like, yes, it's over. And then it's like 30 mm. again until May. I, I don't like Every it year. That's Missouri. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Put a coat on. Just coat. coat on. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: winter people make no sense to me. None of you I do. saw
2: there was a meme on Facebook about that. You winter people, or something about it. It's th- you winter people need to hibernate. It's time, <laughs> it's time for summer. <laughs>
0: I know. Something that's like me. that. That's me. All right. So, our next topic tonight is on our Awana program, actually.
1: So, essentially, we just want to highlight what's going on beneath us and, and around us and the such. Um, what is the noise you're hearing? <laughs> yeah, right? that's right. Awana. Uh, <laughs> For the first 15 years or so, when you would say Awana to someone out in town, their first response was... Ahua? Uh, awa." Yeah. And what, what is that? Approved workmen are not ashamed. Comes straight from 2 Timothy 2.15. Um, and, and now I'm going to go blank on the verse. Uh, I'll look it up for you. Yeah. It, 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 this, this is embarrassing. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. All right. I never got that. And and so um, the reason I usually remember it is Kenneth Digby from Tennessee was the president of the BMA when I was in college. And he came to preach a, uh, not a Vespers, but a, uh, it'll come to me, chapel. And so every Tuesday and Thursday we had chapel. So he preached that. And. He talked like this because he's from Tennessee, and that's saying something from being from Arkansas. And the whole message was, steady, study makes one sturdy. Steady, study makes one sturdy. And that was based on 2 Timothy 2.15. So when I came to Bethel to be the youth director, uh, it was just a few months after I came on full time that uh, Brother John had an, an Awana missionary come and share the Awana ministry. Well, I, I you know, I wasn't too sure about this. Number one, BMA, just like the Southern Baptist, we had our own program for boys and girls. Unlike the Southern Baptist, the BMA programs weren't any good, okay? Uh, and I say that because I, I am a BMA guy. I can say that about our own work. Galileans, even though I enjoyed it immensely, was completely dependent upon the ability of the leader. If the leader was good, the program was good. If the leader wasn't, the program wasn't. So in other words, the program couldn't float on its own merit. Uh, now, please don't get me wrong. We have excellent Awana leaders here, and you need good leaders. But the program, if you have somebody that gives, you know. Just need a, like a warm a body. A warm body, yeah. Somebody just now, if you, if you put somebody in there that's excited, that's even better
2: but the program is good pretty much on its own so awana is like it's like the word the word awana is like the word illinois right or S- meaning meaning like you can say awanas yes or <laughs> you you S- Illinois. you can only say illinois Oh, Sorry. Or, well, I just, because when I first came here, there was two different dialects on Wednesday. Night. You either had a Wana or a Wanus. Well, that's I, like I was, Walmart's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Walmart. Yeah, that's, yeah it's a, we, it's do a <laughs> we do a Wana here. We do a Wanus. We
1: do a Wanus, yeah. I, I tried to <laughs> I find out care. where
2: the S came from for the longest time. I was like, oh, oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. It's like Illinois.
1: It's well, the Illinois state. It's more than yeah, one like person that comes thing. to a Wanus. Yeah, it's more than one a so Wanus. It's plural. But anyway, so. Thank um, you for that. Todd. You're that was just yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. you channeling your inner bread. <laughs> so, I uh, wanna Dave's here. It might be to yeah, me. it may be Dave, right? <laughs> the the we went from 20 young people, which was the teens coming to Wednesday night Bible study because that's all one person could do, was one Bible study. We went from 20 to 60 overnight when we when we quit having just one Bible study, and went to Awana. In other words, so the last Wednesday, before we didn't have Awana, we had 20. The next Wednesday, we had 60. We've never dropped below that. That's the power of Awana. We went from one person working with young people on Wednesday night to 20 and above. So it's just it's just an amazing program. And, and, and I want you guys to understand that it is an international program. I do not know what their requirements are now when we started. If your church and their doctrinal statement didn't line up with theirs, you couldn't get it. In other words, and I'm not trying to be hateful, but a, Catholic, a Catholic church couldn't have Awanas. Okay? Um, he, he, he a, Pena- a Pentecostal church, what? He did not Awanas. Awanas, Awanas. Awanas, sorry. Uh, a Pentecostal church couldn't have Awana. Awana. <laughs> so on and so forth. Uh, you're making me paranoid. But, uh, so <laughs> Jeff did that one, the, not the, me. The, the, the strengths of the program is, is, is what I've already stated that it's based on the Word of God. You've got three sections. You've got Council time, which is a lesson. Uh, what we do with our TNT is they're, they're working on their books and the such. And then you have handbook time, uh, which is that even deeper. But you're quoting now. You're quoting your verses, and you're getting awards or rewards. Uh, and then you have game time. Um, some people have called it, and I'm fine with this, a spiritual Boy Scouts or spiritual Girl Scouts I'm fine with that.
0: I've actually yeah. referred to it yeah. as that before. Sorry. Jeff says no. No,
3: no, no, no. I mean, as an old Scoutmaster, it's completely different, and I actually like the Awana better. Well, there you go. Because it's <coughs> scouting is a set regimen of this, where Awana is a free-flowing, depending on your leaders and wherever you got your your things, it's a free-flowing learning of Christ, where scouting is a set agenda for camping. And believe me, I'm very pro-Scout. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I spent a lot of years as a too. Scoutmaster. But it's one of those things that I can see the – far greater benefits of Awana. Very good. I mean, it's, 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 there's a 1,000 yards between them. Good deal. Well,
0: and I've said this before, and it's true. Back in 2010, my boys started kindergarten, and we were in the market for a church, and this church had Awana. We came to this church. <laughs> there's, I think well, other things that led us here, but that was one of the big players, was that did. there was Awana here. I had done Awana one year in the sixth grade, and i mean it left a mark on me there is no doubt and so when i had children it was an obvious choice for me yeah. so
1: well um, and and I, it's it's a
2: huge selling point for any church sure i i'm just impressed by what the kids like absorb and that's the thing that i would i think is so impressive on me is i was prepping for a message and i the one of the reference verses that i was using i i said the verse and i think both of my kids recited it i'm like what? <laughs> Where did you learn that? You didn't learn that from you. You know, you, didn't, that you didn't, learn that. didn't learn that. Here. Where did you where did you learn that from? <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know, we learned that at Iwana last week. Yeah, well, good. That's there you
1: go. it's fantastic. So uh, when they when the kid comes in, uh, they start off at what's called starting blocks and it's the gospel. And then after they get the gospel Uh, And like I said, we had two saved uh, two or three Wednesdays ago. Brother Dale and Mary had the opportunity and and pleasure to lead them to Christ. Uh, And those two girls were ready. Uh, You've heard the expression, low-hanging fruit. Okay, so you've got this apple uh, that it, that it's with it's within reach, and you just touch it, and it falls in your hand. Well, that's what a lot of these want kids are. They come, and for months they hear about the gospel, and the, and then the Holy Spirit does His work, and then they come to a leader, and the leader shares Christ with them, and it's just it's just a done deal. Now, something that I am extremely, and I'll use the word proud of, is that we do not believe in strong arm evangelism. We're not going to berate someone to accept Christ. We do, however, believe that when a child has shown evidence that they understand the gospel, that they desire to receive Christ, we don't hinder that. We facilitate that type thing. Now, if it's your child and we know you're here, nine times out of ten, we'll come to you and say, "You want to be a part of this? You know, where are you at? Have have they been asking questions at home? So on and so forth, because we we want you know. We don't ever want to subvert that, you know, responsibility, uh, and opportunity, and pleasure. I told one person, "I will fight for the opportunity to lead my kid to Christ." Type thing. Uh, but some parents are, "Oh my goodness, if they'll talk to you. Go ahead, you know." Type thing. And I get that. Uh, so, but we just try to facilitate whatever the case may be.
2: I'm I got some numbers for you. So, uh, and we've posted this a couple of different times in uh, commercials for our Awana program, but Awana's been around, it's, they, they uh, have 60 years of experience in uh, childhood education, and 92% of Awana alumni still attend church weekly or more often. Awana alumni are 3.6 times more likely to read their Bible several times a week and there's 70% uh, of alumni say that they witness to friends at least once a month. Amen. So, uh, you know, That's when you look huge. at those numbers for kids that are coming out of these programs and down the road, you know, they're getting uh, data that is, uh, you know, that, that are those kinds of numbers. When you're talking 70s to 90%, they're, they're, they're hitting the mark with what they're doing. So before we close this section
1: out, I want to talk to you about growth possibilities. Um, because some, you know, if you walk around tonight, you could probably say, "Brother Ben, there's really not much room for much more growth." Well, the reality is, is is that uh, the churches that do experience uh, amazing growth in Iwana, they don't do all the clubs on the same night. So Wednesday night would be TNT, Thursday night would be Cubbies, Friday night would be Junior High, what, whatever you know, whatever works for the church. And that—that's some possibilities, you know. It, it really is. And and I'll tell you um, that you're a wanna program. You, you want to reach adults? Reach their kids. That's right. Re- minister to their kids. Love their kids. The you know. And and I feel the same way. i don't, don't want to say this. I feel the same way about nursing home ministry. I think there's a lot of families that could be reached by us taking care of their elderly, yep. and us them seeing us do that. Sure. Uh, so no, just do that in for free.
0: All right. Um, just another break for announcements. We do a Bethel Gym Nights during the winter, and it is wonderful because kids have a lot of steam and they want to blow it off for sure. Um, and a big gymnasium to run around in is a great place. So um, check the bulletin because sometimes it's just for 12 and under and sometimes it's 13 and up. Um, but there are several dates coming up, including January 24th, um, January 31st. I mean, just pretty much um, several, like once a week, throughout most of the winter, so check that out. And also, if you're interested in a very affordable family vacation, which we talked about last week at length, was the Colorado trip, and you can contact the uh, to Keith Ragsdale about that. They are meeting, I believe it's the first Saturday of each month, to discuss planning and if you want to attend. And if that the is Burger something King. you're at the Burger King in St. Clair, if that is something you're interested in, um, check the bulletin for that. So uh, this is a little segment we like to call, I know I'm getting older because... And I just don't even have to think hard to come up with stuff anymore. <laughs> and this is so true. I know I'm getting older because before I could just like, go, go, go and do things and it didn't bother me. Let's just keep doing stuff and I'm fine with it. And kids are like, I wanna go watch the basketball game with high school. Okay, sure, let's load up the car. I want to be in my home all the time now. I don't want to do anything <laughs> but come home and stay there <laughs> like 98% of the time. And that is how I know I'm getting older. I am becoming my mom it is ah, the ah, truth ah, ah. that is my Does dad she listen to this <laughs> no, i don't she's not in the podcast land hey, i'm with truth you truth be told but i mean i was thinking man my parents just sit in the house all they want to do is sit in the house and now i'm like all i want to do is sit in my house can i just have
2: one night one night that i can eat dinner at home please I know. please
0: <laughs> i just want to fold laundry is that too much to ask i just want to stay home and do that so
2: you heard that john He's here. He knows. he's he's here. That's on tape. He can testify. It's fine. We'll we'll (laughs) cut that specific
0: chunk (laughs) out for
2: you. I'll get you a ringtone of
1: that, bro. (laughs) I know I'm getting older because the birthday cards for old people are making sense. (laughs) I saw saw this card with this cowboy, and this cowboy was wrinkled. I mean, he was old. And he had this confused look on his face, and it said, I don't know if I lost a horse or I found a saddle. (laughs) <laughs> and like, oh my goodness that's me
3: that's me all right that's jeff you got one yeah. i know i'm getting older because i had a statement to a friend of mine the other day he walked by and i i'm notorious for leaving my shoes untied and he goes jeff you're t- your shoes are untied i said yeah but my hands are way up here and all of a sudden i realized i'm believing this <laughs> i'm believing it oh man that's funny I'm going back to my old
2: – did I tell you guys the cup story, My like my coffee cup story? So I, I have a tremendous hard time keeping track of a coffee cup at work. It's a very small space. The firehouse is small. And so – are you laughing? Yeah. So I, I have a, a stainless steel coffee cup that I carry around with me, and I, I lose it, like, all the time. I can't – I set it down here because we're doing something here, and I'll have to – work with this for this little while and and I'm walking around trying to figure out where my coffee cup went. So the guys at work are all, did you check the microwave? Because that typically is where it's found. So the other day, I was with one of my past firefighters who said, so did did Steve ever tell you about how we hid your coffee (laughs) cup all the time? And I'm like, no, you didn't. I thought I was losing my mind and you guys were checking with my coffee cup. So in as much as I do lose it from time to time, it was not as bad as I thought it was. That's they hilarious. Would, I would set it down and they would move it plumb clear across the firehouse. And I looked and looked and looked. Somebody later on in the day, hey, I found your, fo- your coffee cup.
0: It was right here the whole time, Todd. Yeah, right
2: here. You see where mine's oh, at? Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost mine. I brought it in church with me. <laughs> okay, so right <laughs> this <there>. it, <laughs> like, it took me about five minutes. Brad's hiding it. Yeah, I was
0: about to I say, do do we that moved that, that to the nursery. <laughs> <so> <laughs> find it there. All right. So our last segment is on um, the sword of the spirit. So. We went through the armor of God, just kind of an overview, and then we've been going through each section of um, what the pieces of the armor of God are because he says to put on the full armor of God, not just the pieces you think would work best for you, but everything. Um, So we're kind of wrapping that up or getting close to wrapping it up, and tonight we're talking about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God.
1: So even though you could argue certainly that the armor as a whole is an offensive weapon when you have it on because it allows you to move forward. You know, uh, certainly the sword is the most obvious offensive weapon uh, in, in this repertoire uh, of weapons. Uh, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow. And then I love this. And quick to discern the thoughts and intents Of the heart, have you ever had one of those conversations where, you know, both of you are equipped in the Word of God, but you're talking about something that maybe you're struggling with, and you know, maybe you know you can't see the forest for the trees, and the friend shares a Bible verse, and all of a sudden the veil is lifted. That verse discerned between the intents and the thoughts. And all of a sudden, I call it holding up the mirror. You know, you just hold up the mirror and you look in and you see yourself. Clarity. Clarity, right? That's what the Word of God can do. And even though as bad as we need it for ourselves, the whole point is is that you and I need to pull that weapon uh, in spirit of love and help other people see their need as well. Uh, I went to uh, Chauncey Clay's funeral today. Oh, what a great man. Yeah. What a great man. And I fear a little bit that I may have missed an opportunity because I, uh, when did Brother Butenoff's dad die? Oh. Within the last six Gosh, months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Within yeah. The last six months, he preached that funeral. 91 years of age. Wow. Preached that funeral. And I'm, I'm standing room only at Oak Grove Baptist Church listening to Brother Chauncey, and I've heard. A lot of his funeral sermons. And thinking. Here is a black man. That has been wildly successful. In a predominantly white county. Is that accurate you think? There's not a large contingency. Of black folks that I know or see in Franklin County. And Chauncey has had tremendous. Tremendous. Financial, spiritual. Uh, he's got friends out the wazoo. This man has been impactful, mm-hmm. and it's all because of his faith in Christ and his consistency. With all that said, I'm sitting there thinking, we need to sit down with this guy and 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 pick his brain on this whole race relation thing, you know, because there's some amazing insight, you know, there, and I, I'm sure we can still do that with the family because the whole family is well liked well respected, you know, in the community. Said all that to say this. The first thing that he said that I remember in a funeral was before he said anything else, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. And he and then he preached his message. And when he did that I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I thought, Wow, that that makes all And do you know years went by before I knew that was actually a verse. <laughs> It's a psalm.
3: Yep. It's a really.
1: psalm. I can't tell you which. I, think. I want to say Psalm 22. But anyway, I came across it just here a few months ago. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. He said that every time before he preached a funeral. <laughs> and it was just amazing. You were going to say something. Well,
0: I mean, I was just thinking if he could be here to answer that question, I think two of the things he would say is he loved people and he lived in forgiveness, forgiveness and love, forgiveness and love. Yeah, amen. that's something we all need to do better. So if we're wondering how we can improve relationships in any spectrum, probably love and forgiveness, like by the truckload.
3: Yeah, by by the truckload. I am one of the blessed people in the world that Chauncey was actually my neighbor. Yeah, amen. I mean, he no mean, He lived right down the street from me, so we always had conversations. In Isn't a, he your first neighbor to the right? Uh, Yeah, <laughs> diagonally. But, it, I mean, it's still, he's a couple hundred yeah. yard, yards down, but still. And him and Leland Durker were born at the same, on the same day. So I have that he, relationship. And he, the, and
1: he was there today, Leland. Yeah, there. and
3: it was so funny because they, they always joke each other. Well, yeah, but, you know, when they were born, going through things. But if you look at Chauncey's life, Chauncey didn't see color. No, he did Chauncey saw a, so Chauncey saw a spirit of a man, and that spirit of that man was either heaven bound or hell bound, and he was going to work his best amen. to make sure you went to heaven. But the way he did it, that we were just talking about it, he didn't always preach. No, Chauncey would just out of his love for you, finally make you ask, "What have you got that right, I?" Do? Right, right, amen. Then he, then he then he started preaching to you, and he uh and he he has blessed my family so many times, and when I got my. When I got my first pig ever many, many years ago, our, we hadn't talked to each other in about six months. And Austin comes out and says, Jeff? He says, Jay, says, your pig likes my tomatoes. <laughs> oh, brother. So he went up there and he, not mad at a he said, I said, Well, Chauncey, I'm going to replant them for you. He says, OK. So I went up there and replanted them. Do you know that's the best meal I had in about two years? He, he took <laughs> care of him, And that's, that was Chauncey Clay. Yeah. And, that, and, and when you talk about the spirit of this, he was never thrusting, but he was always using that sword as an offensive weapon. Amen. He never pushed you hard. So,
1: so it is a, a sharper than any two-edged sword. It's the bread of life. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I want to encourage you to get into a quiet place with that verse and meditate that the word of God is the bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, by physical wonder bread, if you will, alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It, it It is God's word that gives you your daily bread. Comments on that?
0: Well, when I can't help but think of things in a sports perspective, I'm sure, so sorry, sure. but I do, and I mean, just by an analogy, um, if this is our offensive weapon You need to know how to use your weapons. So if you're if you're you're playing baseball, you swing the bat. You swing the bat. You practice. That's your offense. And swinging the bat. If you're a basketball player, you're shooting baskets and shooting baskets. That's your offense. You're practicing your offense. Um, Or if you're if a if you're gonna go okay, this will. This will resonate with this crowd is if you're going to go turkey hunt, you need to know how to use your weapon. Very and nice. you shoot your weapon. You need get your to weapon. You pattern your. You get you your belt, you've got your, your scope ready. You're, do, you're out there shooting, and, or if you're archery, whatever it is. Um, are we practicing our weapon? How do you use your weapon? How do you even know how to use it if you're not practicing with Amen. it? So.
1: so it's profitable. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's the bread of life. It's profitable. Every scripture inspired of God is also profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, which is, the right, which is in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, furnished completely unto every good work. I want to ask you a question. Do you feel completely equipped and prepared for what's facing you right now in your life? I want to tell you I don't. Well, right there's my answer. The Word of God is profitable to get you equipped, mature, complete, so that you can face the challenges of life. Comments?
2: I mean, I think there's... (laughs) What else do you say to that? I mean, we've talked about it for... It seems like, and the more you go through um, with the last couple of weeks that... I, I've been to church, that seems to be the direction, you know, it's just the word, the Soap. word, the, you know, the word, and, and how impressive, you know, we've been here lately with just just being in the word, yeah. whatever whatever it is, and that that being the direction and, and the one and only guiding truth for our life, and so I, I, I just don't know how you can make it any more complicated than that. Well, when we're in the word, things get easier. <laughs>
0: Well, and my job is not to be a pastor. I sometimes wish it were be a lot easier to find s- spare time for reading, but I can tell a difference in my thought life, especially when I've been reading the Bible and when I have not been reading the Bible and that your thought life becomes everything else no doubt. um so i it, This is a great time of year if you haven't been in the Bible. You know, you've got the read through the Bible in a year. You've got, like, the Joy FM sponsors, the 99 Days in the Word. There's, I mean, a lot of resources. Or just pick it up. Start reading it. Get something. um, I like a study Bible because you can read the verses and then you can read someone's commentary on it. I personally just enjoy that. But um, if you haven't been in the habit of reading the Bible, what a great time to do that with your family, with your spouse, by yourself this is a perfect time, beginning of a new year.
1: And when you think about it, the calendar year is set up so well. I mean, Christmas time, you ought to be reading the Christmas story. Mm -hmm. Easter time, you ought to be reading the Easter story. July the 4th, you ought to be reading about the foundations uh, of what we based our nation on. Uh, The verses in Isaiah that that, that are, that our constitutions based on, so on and so forth. Uh, And then what, you know, give me a holiday and uh, August or September, Thanks, Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, yeah Thanksgiving. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Labor Day. Labor le- uh, that's right, Labor Day. Lord yeah. help, uh, work as if the Lord Himself is watching you. You know, that's a rough paraphrase, but that's a verse. And and, and so you know, you can use these things as as motivations to get your family into the Word. Uh, Sunday night, I challenge the church to put if they if anybody that has a smartphone uh, to get the app Faith is and 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 it's the i think it actually says bible is but it but it's the faith cometh by hearing app and if you'll type that in your app store it'll come up uh i think it actually the little picture of the bible says bible is but nonetheless it, is you can go to any passage and hit the little arrow button and it will
2: read the passage to you it will it's tremendous stuff and your u you version if you if i don't know what version what app you use for your bible but mine it it will give you reminders during you the go. day to yep. read your you plan. Go. So if you have a plan and you struggle with staying on the plan, <laughs> It'll like you. I, I struggle with staying on my plan, my phone will go, Err. I
1: know. Hey, goes read off your at, Bible. at eight
0: o'clock at night, right during, when I'm like fully <laughs> exhausted. And so I was yeah. like, I need to change the time. <laughs> yeah, change the time. Amen. Change,
3: so. yeah. hey, Brother Gary just posted in that that verse, that Chauncey quoted was Psalms 1914. There you go. So. Psalm
1: 1914. So may the word of my mouth and the, Meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. Folks, that, that's a good prayer to pray every yeah, day. No <laughs> Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable
2: unto thee, well, O Wilson Lord. wants to know if the, the voice that, re- that reads the verse, is it Morgan Freeman? Because it sounds like Morgan Freeman <laughs> on hers. I don't know. Might as well be. I love Morgan
1: Freeman's voice. No
0: kidding. Voice. I like that voice over. Yeah. That would work.
1: Mine usually sounds like an English actor that couldn't find any other words.
2: That's the one on my Bible too.
1: <laughs> like, like it's like some British accent. Yeah, like, Why did they get that yeah. guy to read it? And I, I have a theory. <laughs> I don't believe there are any real English accents. I believe they're all fake. <laughs> I do, and it. Uh, it aggravates my daughter because my daughter loves the English accent. And we I, said I, I,
2: that. We were going to do like an all-English all accent day at church. Like you could not everything. Like the whole message was going to be accent. But, it was, but I struggle. Do
1: the but church folks
0: have a vote in that? <laughs> we? Yeah. If I do
1: it long enough, I'm from Australia. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I go from australia. Uh, good day, to, mate. Good day, Mike. Yeah. That's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh all right. God. So here we go. Your best. Every c- time. Every time.
1: So, uh, lastly here, <laughs> Second Timothy uh, 3, no, that was the verse I just read. Yep. We are changed by reading his word uh, and are not as Moses who put a veil on his face that the children of Israel should not look steadfastly on the end of that which was passing away, but their minds were hardened for until this very day at the reading of the old covenant the same veil remaineth, it not being revealed to them that it is done away in Christ, but unto this day. Whensoever Moses is read, a veil lieth upon their heart. But whensoever it shall turn to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord the Spirit. Now there's a lot there, but let me sum it up to this. In the Old Testament, there was still a veil. It it was not completely clear as to what completely was going on. But now in the New Testament, that veil has been lifted. And you and I can go to the Word of God every day, and we can be renewed from glory to glory to get what we need to face what we're going to face that day. That's how powerful God's Word is. God's Word is the key to you and I living a productive, victorious Christian life. It renews our faith, so belief cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Y- you know, y- in church, every one of us get here sooner or later. Uh, and if we're not careful, some of us live there. And that is a lack of faith. And when you're struggling, and you're really struggling, having faith that God can do what he says he can do, you need to read God's word. Mm-hmm. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and I like, one preacher said this, don't just read it. Read it out loud, because then you're getting these things involved, and something powerful happens when you get the eyes and the ears involved, and so I encourage you to do that. Comments, that's what I have to offer on the sword of the Spirit.
0: Amen. It's 8 o'clock, and I just got my, don't forget to read your Thrive Mom's Love Reading plan in the Bible app. It just (laughs) (laughs) sent it right right there. I love it. Right at 8 o'clock. That's good. We'll be here next week, folks. Hopefully, we see you. See ya.